This episode is brought to you by Transcend. Transcend is taking preventative healthcare beyond the restrictions of traditional medicine. Through their advanced bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and innovative telehealth system, Transcend will help you receive the best care on the cutting edge of medical science. Whether you're looking to improve your sexual wellness, losing weight, optimizing your health, or just feeling better, Transcend's approach to transparent and simplified care will help you achieve the life you've always wanted. Go to hormonesandpeptides.com to start your journey to a better you today. This is Nancy Anderberg again here with Rock Real Authentic Woman Connect. And today we have a very, very special guest, and I'm super excited to introduce her. In fact, I met her inside a group of friends that I have on Facebook called the Badass Babes Group. And it's a group of women over 40. A lot of them are single and entrepreneurial and very successful and like minds kind of attract. And so I was super excited to see her in the group. And I looked at her page and I went, oh my goodness, this definitely is someone I want to get to know, number one. And number two, I really wanted to hear more about what she does. And so I don't want to mess up the introduction. So I'm actually going to read this. All right, Dana. Dana Golden is an entrepreneur and the co-author of Addiction Rescue, the No BS Guide to Recovery, which really gets me excited because my mother was an alcoholic, so she was an addict. So Dana has lived on the opposite side of addiction for most of her life. Oh, bless your heart, girl. She brings her insights and expertise as an advocate to those suffering because of someone else's addiction. And when I read this about you, when you were telling me, actually, when we were speaking, I I just, I was like, started to cry in that moment. I'm like, oh, because I know that. I know that feeling. And I wish I could have had someone like you to help me through it during a really a rough time. And so Dana's a mom of two daughters and she knows firsthand the struggles to keep balance and wellness in a home with addiction. She now helps families navigate through the wreckage that addiction creates in order to put their lives and families back together. So thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today. And I just want to personally say thank you for everything that you're doing out there to help the people that are struggling because they're either in the family of an addict or they're in love with an addict or even, you know, a friend, because it is really something that you have to learn how to handle in life. And it can be quite a struggle. And so thank you so much for, for being on today. Well, thank you so much for having me and letting me spread a message of hope and let people know that recovery is possible, even for us family members or friends or coworkers that are affected. We say the addicts are afflicted, but we're affected by someone else's addictive behaviors. And it's so important that we have the help we need as well as the addict getting the help they need. Will you say that one more time? Yes. Addicts are afflicted with the disease of addiction, but the people that surround them are affected by the disease of addiction. And it is a family disease and it is a family recovery process as well. 
And what we find is there's so much help out there for the addicts, right? They have treatment centers, they have meetings, they have therapists for addiction issues, and there's just so much help and guidance for them. And when they get the help they need, so many of the family members are just kind of left in the wake of destruction without knowing where to go and how to change their role in the family or with their spouse or with their loved one or with their coworker, because we do get in those roles with each other where we each play that part. And it's like, how do we change our part and see them step away and come back a different person? We can't be the same person when they step back in. We have to find our own recovery. Oh, that is so true because... I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, I had such PTSD that literally kind of went with me through life because of my mother. And then I was involved, actually was married to to an addict for, for one year. And it was a nightmare. Yeah. And talk about our roles not changing, right? You had this role in your family because your mom was an addict. You're going to seek out that role again because that's what's comfortable for you. And so we do it with our, our mates and our spouses. So it makes perfect sense. Yes, yes. So tell us, I mean, this is rock, which is real authentic women and be as authentic and real as you choose. But I'd love to hear, you know, really share your story of the worst of it. Where were you at when you decided, okay, I've got to do something. I need help because my husband is addicted and I don't know how to handle it. Where did you go? And then how did you move forward to really develop this book and program to help other people? Okay. So it didn't start. And my big aha, like I need help was way before I ever got married to the addict that I married. So I grew up with an addict father. He was a sex addict and I became the enabler and the keeper of his emotions. And I kind of shut down my own feelings and emotions growing up so that I could cater to him and be there for him because I was daddy's little girl. Right. So Um, And so many of us women do that, right? We want to be caretakers that might be to a parent, that might be to a sibling or later in life to our mates. So I grew up being that person for my dad. And then I got into these relationships also with other addicts because it was a familiar role and I could be an enabler and I can be the fixer and I could make them feel better in whatever situation. And so I just went through these terrible relationships. And when I got to be about, well, actually when I moved to Minnesota, I'd been living in California. And when I moved to Minnesota, I was like, okay, that's it. I kind of want to figure this out. I'm tired of running from myself, right? Not really understanding why I do the things I do. I get in relationships I get into. So I got into therapy and then I learned all about addiction. I really didn't know about addiction or my role in it. And I read a lot of codependency books because that's what we become. We become codependent. And so that was when I started understanding better. Okay. So then when I met my now ex-husband, he had been through treatment and was clean and sober for three years when I met him. So I thought, ah, I got a good one, right? I've got one that's already been through all the struggles and he's on the other side of it. So this is perfect. I've come to understand my issues as a codependent to an addict. He understands his addiction issues and we're both kind of in recovery until he got addicted to opioids after a knee surgery. And it just all came barreling back into his life, the whole addiction thing, unbeknownst to him. He was probably one of the first generation, he was the first generation opioid user when they marketed as safe and effective and not addictive. And, And so he was of that generation that got addicted so fast and furious and it just took him down hard. 
Dana, you know, something that I talk about a lot because I teach regenerative tissue therapy seminars and such about our genes, our DNA. You know, some of us have that addictive gene that can just get turned on and some of us don't. And so praise God that I don't because man, I would have been, it would have been scary (laughs) as passionate as I am. I was going to say the same thing. I always said it could have gone either way. I just didn't have the addictive gene. Yeah. So I'm just like you. I totally understand. And, you know, and we don't know and we don't know. And that's why I'm so passionate about the opioid epidemic and the overprescribed basically medications, pain meds that are going on out there. Dana, one thing I would love for you to describe, because, you know, we all have different ways of coping and being that adult, you know, child that they talk about of an alcoholic parent, I would sit in what I would call the tough girl chair. I become a tough girl to cope and to get through things. And I could just stop my emotions or it would appear I could. And so I became this woman that I thought I don't need anybody. So then when people would say, well, you're codependent, I would get angry because I didn't understand it until I read the book, you know, codependent no more. So can you describe, because I know we have a lot of listeners out there that are in a place that I was in like hurting and you don't know what to do. And you know, what is codependency? What is it? I mean, because codependent people, they're really great people. We just want to help and save the world. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So the problem becomes, because we're very independent women, right? So it's, you know, finding where's the codependency come in if I'm so independent. The codependency comes in where we're getting our self-worth, our self-esteem from helping others and being there for others. And, you know, as a caretaker or enabler, we get to be there for others and we get to fix them and we get to feel good by taking care of someone else. And that that's really where codependency comes into play. And we become dependent on those relationships to make us feel good and get the kudos that we need. So yes, we can be very independent women, but we're codependent on needing someone else to fill some of those voids for us that we should be intrinsically have for ourselves, but that just gets the kibosh growing up in a dysfunctional family like we did. And I cut my emotions off too. I think a lot of us have to in order to survive. And my thing was I moved. I moved every three months for five years. I just pick up and move because I didn't know how to deal with the feelings, you know? And so it was really learning to identify what's happy, what's sad, what, you know, what are my feelings in this? You know, I don't want to take on everybody else's feelings. I want to know truly how I feel about a situation. So becoming in touch with that is important. Yes, that's so good. And people need to hear this. They need to hear this. I am hoping that this podcast gets spread everywhere because people don't even know. They don't even understand it. I didn't. I mean, you didn't for a lot of years. We're smart, capable women, but we just didn't get it. Well, yeah. And another thing we don't get is we're so smart and capable. Why can't we fix this person? Exactly. Yeah. What am I not doing right that I can't fix this person? And, you know, if I was just a better wife, if I just did this better, then then everything would be better. And that's a very codependent trait because we're not responsible for what they do. And that's one of the first things that you learn in a recovery program um, is the three C's. We didn't cause it. We can't control it and we can't cure it. It is not on us. And the first thing we can do when we're in a situation with an addict is learn to identify and separate the addict from the person that we fell in love with. Because we can't beat ourselves up for how did I do this to myself and, you know, why did I let this happen? 
we love the person. We don't love the addiction. You know, we want to be with the person without the addiction. So separating that, knowing they're really good people, addicts are great people too, just like us codependents. Oh, yes. You know, so those charismatic, most successful people on the planet, right? And that's why they're successful because they are passionate and they are charismatic and they have these great personalities. So we have to separate the disease from the addict and know that, you know, we often wonder how can they make these false promises? How can they say they love me when they still go out and drink? How can they say they're sorry when they still come back and beat me up, right? But they believe what they say at the time, you know? It's just that their addiction doesn't allow them to fulfill those promises and follow through. So we have to learn to understand they do love us and they do care and they do mean those things they say. They're just not capable of following through because their addiction kicks potential's ass every time. So how did you get on your road to recovering as a codependent? Read a lot of books like you did, Codependent No More. There's another great one called um, Facing Codependency that I love. So figuring out what codependency is, therapy helps too. There's also great groups out there. Al-Anon, my ex-husband not only with opioids, with gambling, there's Gammonon. Those programs teach you wonderful skills to deal with an addict. And that's free. That's free therapy. And, you know, I don't believe there's a um, program for people that are on the other side of a sex addiction. But basically, any addiction that you're dealing with, you just replace the word. You can go to an Al-Anon meeting and replace the word alcohol with drugs or sex or work. And there's just, and I I talk about this in the book, everybody's in this day and age is addicted to something. I mean, we're all, you know, balance is very hard to create in life, whether it's the internet or gaming or work or working out or, you know, and then there's the regular, you know, alcohol and drugs and gambling and sex, but you know, everything's out of balance in your life and finding recovery is finding balance. And you can do those in programs, in a 12-step program for us recovering people on the other side of addiction. Mm -hmm. Now, you had mentioned when we were talking, there are some things that you teach and that you talk about in your book and in your programs that have to do with your brain and your gut. We were talking about nutrition, and I would love for you to talk about that. And, you know, how did you learn about that? So my ex-husband, along with his addictions, ended up bankrupting his company and going to prison. And this was after I was divorced from him. But at the time, I had to, I, I relied on my spousal maintenance and my child support, right? We had a very successful company. So I had to figure out how I was going to take care of myself and my kids. So back in, starting in about 2007, I was on a quest to figure out how to be successful without a man in my life, right? I heard once a man is not a plan, and I love that, but my life had been about a man being a plan. So I jumped into manifesting what I could do for myself and getting rid of my self-doubt, my self-limiting beliefs that kept me dependent on someone else's income. And so that's a lot of the brain work I did. And I learned a lot about the conscious brain and the subconscious brain and I truly believe 100% in the law of attraction. I think it's a law just like the law of gravity. And I believe that you have to train your thoughts and your thinking in line with what you want to bring into your life. And it absolutely works. And it's a process. And I talk a lot about it in the book because it's conceive, believe, and achieve, right? If you can conceive how you want your life to be and you believe it can be that way, you can absolutely achieve it. And there's steps to doing that. And I talk about that in the book. So that's the brain side of it. The gut side of it, 
is when I was doing research for the book, I met with an addiction nutritionist. She's in Arizona and she's phenomenal. And I quote her in the book. And she taught me a lot about that gut brain connection having to do with addiction and how important it is to get the microbiota that we talked about working properly because everything that goes to your brain, the serotonin, the dopamine, that's all created in the gut and then it's released to the brain. So if you're not feeding your gut with good healthy food, with macronutrients you need and vitamins and nutrition you need, your brain can't get what it needs to function and be a healthy brain. So we talk in the book again about recovery for the gut and foods you need to eat and the probiotics and prebiotics to get your gut functioning right so it can send the right stuff to your brain so your brain stops the craving and helps make new neural pathways to addictive behavior to become unaddictive. That is so, so very important. And again, something people don't know, something that I'm extremely passionate about. So I'm so happy that you, you know, have concluded those things because it takes faith. It takes, you know, your health, getting your microbiome corrected basically with the proper types of bacteria, because there has to be that balance, just like you said. And then, you know, of course, having a plan and having those steps and, even the, you know, the neural linguistic, did I say that right? Neural, neural pathway. <laughs> neural pathways. Yeah. I like it. Logistic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, there just aren't a lot of books out there talking about all of those things in one book and you've laid out the steps. Would you mind sharing what those steps are or a few of them? So you have to keep in mind that the book addiction rescue is really for the addict. It helps people that are involved with an addict because it helps you understand what an addict is going through and the controls that they do and don't have over their disease. The five-step process that we talk about in the book is to get out of addictive behavior and into recovery. So I'm not going to go into all of that. What I do want to say is we do approach recovery from a holistic standpoint, like you're saying, because it's body, mind, and spirit, and addiction wrecks all three of those. So there's as much as there is for anybody to learn about that book, it really is directed towards an addict to get into recovery. But anybody wants to learn about an addict or what they're going through, it's also great. And I wanted to go back to, oh my gosh, there's a couple things I keep wanting to go back to. Back to the neural pathways. I talk in the book about the neural pathway, if you think of it from a standpoint of taking a drive to work, right? When we get in our car and drive to work and back every day, we really don't even think about where we're going, right? We sometimes even come to and go, oh my God, I'm already at the light. I didn't realize I was here already, right? Because it's just so automatic. And that's how your neural pathways are for anything you're believing, right? So whether it's an addictive thing or a self-limiting belief, right? It's this neural pathway that's so automatic and you have to retrain that neural pathway. And I say, once you start thinking in a different way, It's just like having to go a new way. They close the road to work. And so now you got to go around a different way. And eventually it becomes where a habit. Sometimes you might go the old way just because that's what you're used to, but eventually you start going the other way. And then the old way kind of gets overgrown and the concrete might start cracking and weeds start growing up and pretty soon you don't even recognize it as a road anymore. And that's how your neural pathways are. And you just have to retrain them by going a different belief system to get you there. Yeah, that is so awesome. In fact, they even look like little trees. I'm not sure if you've ever read anything by Dr. Caroline Leaf. She has some incredible books that talks about that and shows pictures of when there's trauma, even in our brain or addiction, it appears like this big blob with these finger type 
you know, it looks like a little tree. And as you reprogram, that goes away and the tree looks more healthy and clear and you can see the pathways. I mean, it's really amazing. So that that is so cool. What would you say has really been your biggest challenge? I mean, you're a successful woman. You went through some hard stuff and you made the change. I mean, you had to raise a couple daughters, start a business on your own. Put them through college. <laughs> college, yep. all those things. I mean, what was the biggest challenge and how did you get through it? Well, the biggest challenge was my self-limiting beliefs that I'm not going to be able to take care of my girls on my own, right? And make enough money because we came from a very expensive lifestyle. And how am I going to keep my kids in that lifestyle? We told our kids long ago that they could go to whatever college they wanted to. I had a daughter that wanted to go to Harvard and we had started their college funds when they were tiny. And my husband, because he was a gambler, he went through all of our retirement the kids' college funds, everything was gone when I went to assess everything for the divorce. I had no idea. He had pilfered. Everything was gone. So all of a sudden, you know, there's zero left and I've got zero coming in. And so, you know, these are the things I told myself. I am on a no-fail mission. I am not going to disappoint my girls. He is not going to take us down with them. We're not just survivors. We're thrivers. We're not victims. We're victors. And these are the things I constantly told myself. And I retrained those neuropathways to know I could do this. And now I had my why, right? They talk about you got to have a why. And my why was those girls. And I can get by, you know, I did it for years, you know, when I was younger. And it's like, but I'm not going to put my kids through that, you know. They're used to X and I'm not going to throw them A now. So, yeah, wow. that's what I did. And I opened a business and it became successful. And I did a lot of different things. On I had side hustles, you know, I just did whatever I could do. And I remember too, when this started, I was reading the book series about Christian Gray. What were those books? Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden I go, I don't have time to read leisurely anymore. I never finished the series. And all I did was pick up books about my business and about my self-personal growth and anything I could do to make myself better. No more shows that didn't enhance my life. No more books that didn't enhance my life. I was on a mission. I love it. I love it. And you are inspiring so many women. I totally get it, boy. It's like you don't have time to mess around. And I always say whatever you put in your ears and your eyes and your heart, I mean, it's going to be garbage in, garbage out, right? So we have to put in all of those things that will fuel our mind, our body, and our spirit. And you did it. You did it. So what was your business? Precious Metals. So it was the business that I was in with my ex-husband. When we divorced, he got the company, but that's what I knew. And so I opened my own company when he tanked his. I hired some of the guys I knew and those guys, they brought a couple people over and I had like 10 guys working for me. And we just, we hustled and we made it work. I love it. So, and I still do that. I still do that. I still trade precious metals, but now I'm more focused on my writing and then I'm working on a memoir and then the work I do. Oh, and I will mention now that my ex-husband's out of prison. He is now an intervention professional and a recovery coach. And so we work with clients and families together with the book Addiction Rescue to help people and families get in recovery and repair those relationships. How amazing. So you, so even though you're not remarried, but you've repaired the relationship, how, what a wonderful thing for your daughters. Yes. Yes. And it really is about the kids, right? We never pinned each other against each other with the kids. Your dad just is an addict and these are his consequences, but we're not going to suffer because of it, which was always the attitude. And then when he got out of prison, we knew we had a story to tell, right? Because of 
both of us of what we had been through on both sides of it. And so the memoir I'm working on is more from a codependent side, whereas the addiction rescue book is more for helping the addicts. And that was our goal is we've been through this. We've repaired the relationships. We've all come out better for it. Look at the great work my ex-husband's doing now, and we can help people and families. And so it's just become a passion of ours to stop people from getting to the bottom before they're in prison or dead. Let's save these people and these families. Well, I am so excited that I met you. And I always say that God takes our mess and can really use it for a message. And so you are such a bright light out there helping people. And, you know, that's kind of how we are, right? You know, being that codependent person, I don't label myself anymore. I say that I'm set free, but I have to tell you, there are some triggers and I have to remember, okay, hold it. Who am I? (laughs) We have to redefine ourselves and, and remind ourselves who we are that, but we still want to do good. We still want to be able to help because when you're in that deep valley of pain and you don't know which way to go, I tell you what, sister, I don't ever want any woman to be there and feel alone. And so I am so happy you're doing what you're doing. And I have a feeling that you and I may collaborate on something down the road in some way. I would love that. I would love that. Yes. And I feel the exact same way about you. I just love what you're doing. I love that you're bringing women together and empowering us and spreading the word that our messes can be our biggest assets and not liabilities. And so anytime you want to work on anything with me, I am in, sister. Thank you. Thank you so much. And again, I just want to say, you know, to those, to all of our listeners out there, if you are in a situation where you're addicted to something or your loved one is, your family member is, this would be a book that I definitely would order. And so how would they get your book, Dana? So it's uh, available on Amazon or Book Baby, the Book Baby store. It's Addiction Rescue, the No BS Guide to Recovery. The website we work with is theliferecoverycoach.com. You can order it on there. I'll say that again, theliferecoverycoach.com. That's got all the information you would need about if you're looking for an intervention professional, if you're needing recovery coaching, if you just want a consultation, some direction on where to go. David and I co-wrote the book. So uh, we're both available through the website to handle any questions or any information that's needed and you can get the book there. That is awesome. And again, we'll put, you know, in the credits, we'll put all that information as well. So I just want to say the name one more time. It's Addiction Rescue, the No BS Guide to Recovery by Dana Golden and David Marion. And David Marion. Again, I want to thank you so much for being on. What if they want to follow you on Instagram? What's your Instagram? Oh my God, I never think about my Instagram. It's Dana Golden Marion. But I have to tell you, it's very confusing because it's golden with an I, G-O-L-D-I-N, Marion. That's another program with you, Nancy. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, I think we need to do another program. Absolutely. Now, this was part of our women's health series because this month is about women's health. And so this is a big piece. It's not just about developing your mindset, but being around people that are mindseted like you and I are on healing, not just ourselves for our own recovery, whatever that may be, but also to help others. And that's what, you know, Rock, Real Authentic Women Connect is all about as well, bringing women together. And when we do that, we, all of us are elevated, you know, just elevating the quality of life for other people. So I want to thank you again for being on. Thank you for having me. Everybody share this podcast because it's definitely necessary and needed. And we'll be doing another one, Dana, no doubt. 
you have just so much information. So again, thank you so much for being on. Yes. Thank you, Nancy, for having me. so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Women Rock, Real Authentic Women Connect. If you loved what you heard, please share this episode with your family and friends. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts as every review helps people discover these conversations. I'll see you in next week's episode.